This isn't positive psychology hour, right? I don't buy into that stuff. It's not going to happen just because you described it, but that is step one. Most people don't get what they want because most people don't know what they want. You've got to start with a clear vision of where you are going. Part of the value of describing that future is you are tied down to it. Because in the absence of vision, it's literally impossible to have focus. Because you have no idea where you're going. Well, hey there. If we have not yet met, my name is Alex. I'm the founder of Path for Growth, and this is the Path for Growth podcast. Now, at Path for Growth, we exist to help impact-driven leaders step into who they are created to be so that others may benefit and God may be glorified. And certainly, we're going to accomplish that today. But today, honestly, we're not going to run through a whole PDF of content. We're not going to follow some really specific outline because today, I want to share something that's almost absurdly simple. And at the same time, it's outrageously important. And really, even before we jump into this, I feel like it's worth stating that one of the principles that we believe in at Path for Growth is never underestimate the value of simplicity. I'm going to say it again, never underestimate the value of simplicity. In your personal life, in your leadership, and in your business, never underestimate the value of simplicity because so often we participate in, and I see myself participating in this, what Pat Lencioni calls the sophistication bias. And, and what the sophistication bias is, is the idea that, man, complexity conveys importance, and therefore, if it's not complex, it, it must not be important. If if you know someone that is more academically inclined in nature, I, I, I love people that are academically inclined because I know that at their core, they're just learners by nature and they want to constantly learn and they want to constantly take in more information. But I think even some of my more academically inclined friends would describe themselves in this way, that sometimes they can overvalue complexity whenever in reality, the answer can be remarkably simple. And I think this is so true with regard to our personal growth, our leadership growth, and our business growth. Sometimes the answers are complex. Sometimes the solutions are complex. Sometimes there's different variables involved and there's a wide array of things that need to be considered. But more often than not, if you're like me, you're like, oh my gosh, is it really this simple? So often it can be a little bit disappointing that the answer is so simple. The thing that's incredibly difficult is the execution of the simple solution. Have you been there? You know, sometimes I I just find myself saying, if I could just do the things that I listen to, or here's an even better one. If I could just do the things that I already know, or here's an even better one. If I could just do the things that I say then we would be moving much faster and much further and much more efficiently and effectively. The issue is not an absence of information. More often than not, the issue is an absence of application, an absence of implementation. And so what we're going to focus on today is not some complex, revolutionary, change-your-life type of idea. What we're going to do today is we're going to remember and reinforce I want us to remember a principle or actually two principles that are deeply important for your business, for your leadership, and for your life. I want us to reinforce their value and importance by applying more intentionality to understanding what they mean. And then I want us to reevaluate. 
Because what we're going to walk through today is really two things that I believe in the presence of them, they create vitality, they create life, they create organizations, people, leaders that flourish and thrive. But in the absence of them, they create organizations and people that are filled with ambiguity, insecurity, and chaos. Now, I know you're an impact-driven leader, so, so ambiguity, uncertainty, insecurity, and chaos are all things that you want to avoid, and you want to move towards vitality, towards growth that is healthy, life-giving, and sustainable. And what we're going to walk through today is really two things that if you want to do that, I believe that they are essential. Two essentials for you to invest in a pattern or path for growth that is healthy, life-giving, and sustainable. And before we lay out these two things, and they're going to be remarkably simple, but they're also incredibly powerful. Before we lay out these two things, what I want you to understand is that like so much of the content we teach on this podcast, it applies equally to the individual's life as it does the massive company, corporation, or business. That's what's so cool about the principles that we get to work on. People sometimes ask me, okay, well, are you more personal growth or leadership focus? And the answer to that is yes, because that's a null question. I mean, I, I've kind of gotten to the point where when people ask me that, I'm kind of like, I, I just want to, I want to reject that question because why on earth are they two different categories? Personal growth is a prerequisite to leadership because there is no way you are effectively leading if you're not personally growing. I'm going to say it again. There's no way that you are effectively, consistently leading if you are not personally growing. Now, is personal growth the only part of leadership? Absolutely not. But it is a prerequisite. It is an essential. And so whenever I think about the concept of leadership, that kind of bulks in. It umbrellas the topic of personal growth. And we believe in a model of personal growth that's not selfish improvement, it's self-improvement. So we're going to step into who we are created to be for the specific stated purpose of others benefiting. What does that result in? That results in influence and leadership is influence. So the reason why I lay all that out for you today is because we're going to focus on an arena or two specific essentials for growth for you personally that also equally apply and are remarkably specifically applicable to teams and businesses as well. And so the lens through which you look through this really depends on the context of your current situation. Maybe you are someone that's just trying to grow in your career. You're just trying to own your personal growth, or you're saying, I want to move forward as a person. Awesome. I'm so proud of you because it's a powerful day when an individual decides that their growth is their responsibility. And I want you to look at the content that we present today through the lens of how do I apply this to my life? Maybe you're someone that's trying to grow in your leadership. And if that's the case, what I'm going to tell you is that the concepts that we talk about today, if you're trying to grow as a leader and grow a team of people that you influence around you, whether you have a position on an org chart or not, you know what? Screw org charts, right? Because leadership is influence. So if that's you... This is going to be remarkably applicable, and I want you to listen to this content through the lens of growing your leadership. And then finally, maybe you're trying to grow your business or your organization or your ministry. And if that is you, although some of the examples we use may be personally focused, the things that I'm going to talk about today are things that I work with myself on my business on literally once a week. And I also see it's one of the most referenced topics within our membership community of CEOs and business owners at Path for Growth. 
And so what we're going to talk about today, it's principles for growth that transcend just growing personally. They apply to growing personally, but they transcend that into the arenas of leadership and ultimately into business. And so what we're going to talk about today, two remarkably simple essentials for healthy, life-giving, and sustainable growth. And we're not going to follow some super formal outline. I'm just going to riff on these a little bit because it's something I'm hyper passionate about because it's something that if you have them, you're thriving. And in the absence of them, it's chaos. And, And I want you to thrive. I want you to move forward. And I want you to feel engaged in what you're doing. And of course, I want that for the people in your sphere of influence as well. And that's why these two things are so essential. So two essentials. Number one, a clear vision of where you are going. We've talked about this so much, but we're going to hit home on it again in a little bit different light on today's podcast. A clear vision for where you are going. And number two is a plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. A clear vision for where you are going and a plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. Okay, so let's start with a clear vision for where you are going. Listen to me real quick. Most people don't get what they want because most people never take the time to define what they want. I can only say that because I've been there. Have you ever been a drifter? Have you ever been someone that literally your vision is determined by external circumstance and opportunity instead of you saying, this is where I'm going? Let's say you're going on a trip. Let's say you're traveling across the United States. Maybe you're going from LA to New York, right? You're going to take one heck of a road trip. Now, now, if you say, I'm going from LA to New York, and you're saying New York is my aim, and that's where I'm going, well, because you have an aim, because you have a destination, there's a pretty clear path on how to get there. And you can deviate some, but if that's truly your aim, and you're trying to get there ASAP, well, then it's pretty clear the strategy or the route that you should be taking. Now, conversely, if you just said, I'm going to go where the car takes me, or I'm going to go where I feel called, or I'm going to go where I see opportunity. Every single time I saw a restaurant that looked like it had a good cheeseburger, I'd be pulling off the highway, right? I mean, I would never get to New York because I was getting distracted by circumstance and I was getting distracted by opportunity. This is so crucial for us to understand because although that example is a little bit outrageous, it's how a lot of us treat our career. It's how a lot of us treat our business. And one of the things I love about what Michael Hyatt says is he says that when you become successful, distractions often show up on your doorstep masquerading as opportunities. But there's an antidote to this. There's there's a way to fix this problem. There's a way to make sure that you are not distracted by things that you call or think about as opportunities. And that is the presence of vision. That's when you start to say, this is where I'm going. And if it contributes in that direction, in that aim, in what I'm called to do, and where I'm called to go with regard to my career, with regard to my leadership, with regard to my business that I'm building, if it helps us get there, then it's worth considering. 
But if it's a detour and it's a deviation from that, there better be incontrovertible evidence that it supports a vision that's more worthwhile. This is so crucial for your leadership because one of the things that I love that Jordan Peterson says is that there is a psychological, neurological, theological, and biological justification, reasoning for what he refers to as the necessity of aim. For you as a person, you need to recognize that you are a human being and therefore you are an aim-seeking creature. And that if there's an area of your life right now, and you can think of this. I want you to think of this right now. Is there an area of your personal life right now that feels chaotic? It feels out of sorts. It feels messy. It feels scattered. It's chaos. I want you to think about that for a second. What is that area? Maybe it's your financial world. Maybe it's your spiritual world. Maybe it's stuff with your family. Maybe it's, maybe it's your social life. Maybe you're incredibly lonely right now. Maybe it's your intellectual life and your own personal growth. Perhaps it's your career. I've talked to so many people recently who are just pittering around in these jobs that they know they're not fulfilled in, but they can't figure out what's next. And the reason why they can't figure out what's next is because what's next is not the right question. Because there are so many possibilities with regard to next. What they need to find out is what do you want to do? What are you called to do? What is the vision? Not that you're of next. I want you to think bigger than that. I want you to think with more abundance than that. I want you to think further out. What is the thing that if you applied your focus to it, you could see yourself getting there in 10 years? Because it's outrageous what is possible in 10 years. If I told you you could have any job on the planet 10 years from now, what what job would you want? What workplace would you be walking into? And, And when you allow yourself to consider that, oh my gosh, it would take outrageous amounts of time, effort, intentionality, focus, work ethic, growth. But when you start to recognize that it would take all those things, but it is possible... Well, then you open up a whole arena of growth that most people never even dare to enter into because most people say, oh, that job's not possible. And in reality, more often than not, it is possible. It's just you don't want to invest the work ethic, the time, the intentionality, and the focus to go get that job. And I know I'm harping on career a little bit. It's just this has been such a a, a topic of discussion on the conversations that I've been having recently with people just on the phone and just people that I've met. Honestly, a lot of them have been with strangers. But I, I just get so passionate about this because so often I see people are bogged down by the question, what's next? And if we constantly live our life dictated by the question of what's next, we're never going to get to New York. And so I want you to have a vision of what's the long term. Have the audacity to think beyond just the edge of your comfort zone and say, where am I going? Do the same thing with your business. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, do the same thing with your team. If you're a leader, say, have the audacity to think beyond the edge of your comfort zone and say, where are we going? Don't just describe a future that's possible or that's practical. Describe a future that you feel called to. Describe a future that you feel scared by. Describe a future that you feel passionate about. 
Not because describing it is going to make it happen. No, this isn't positive psychology hour, right? I don't buy into that stuff. It's not going to happen just because you described it, but that is step one. Most people don't get what they want because most people don't know what they want. You've got to start with a clear vision of where you are going. But here's the other piece of relief that I had to learn that I also want to give you is most of us think, okay, well, I'm hesitant to describe that future because I don't want to feel tied down to it. Here's the deal. Part of the value of describing that future is you are tied down to it because in the absence of vision, it's literally impossible to have focus. Because you have no idea where you're going. If you don't say, I'm going to New York, and you just say, I'm going anywhere, then you can literally go anywhere. But the minute you say, I'm going to New York, the minute you say, I'm going to get this type of job, the minute you say, I want to work for that company, the minute you say, I want to build this type of business, the minute you say, we want to hit that revenue mark, well, then your strategy becomes very clear. And that's actually a great thing. Discipline, structure, organization, creates freedom. You don't get to that audacious New York without the structure and the discipline and the habits and the routines being established. And so you're saying, well, I just don't want it to hinder me. Yes, you do because you want to get there. But here's the other thing I'll tell you that should be a great relief. It will hinder you. But the minute there is incontrovertible evidence, and and that's a big word, incontrovertible it means that, that you know that you know that you know that you know at the core of your being that there is now a vision of a different place that you want to go to more than New York. And I'm using this California, New York metaphor a lot, but, but I think it paints a, a powerful picture. When you say, I know that there's a better vision, a better place, a place that I feel more called to go, more wired to go, that I more want to go to outside of that previous vision then you have the power and the ability, but I would also argue the responsibility to switch. There's nothing that says your vision can't change, but you've got to have evidence that it's worth changing because otherwise you will become remarkably unfocused. So would you rather live tethered to a vision that you may one day change or would you rather live with no vision at all? It's so crucial that we have a vision for where we are going. That applies to your business. That applies to your leadership. That applies to your personal growth. So often, whenever we do Path for Growth intensives, it's one of my favorite pieces of what we get to do, especially with teams, because instead of just being buried in the strategy, which, which the strategy is remarkably important, and that's typically what we get into on day two, but instead of allowing ourselves to be buried in that on day two, we say, let's just allow ourselves to not feel the need to be efficient, to not feel the need to ask the question how, to not feel the need to, to ask what's possible, but to have the audacity and the courage and the vulnerability to really ask the question, what do we feel called to do with the resources, the business, the people, the organization that we've been given? 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 50 years from now, what do we feel called to do with this thing? Do you have the guts to cast a vision of a future that does not yet exist. That's one of the things that I'm most passionate about with regard to what we do at Path for Growth, because vision is a uniquely human activity. 
I've never seen a dog say, man, what is the type of dog that I could be three years from now that I am not today? (laughs) To my knowledge, there is no dog on the planet that's asking that question. I don't think most dogs are thinking past what can I have for dinner tonight, right? And there's times in my life where I'm not thinking past what I'm having for dinner tonight, right? But when I am operating at my best, when the higher angels of my nature are running my mindset and my thinking and my creativity, I'm casting the vision of a future that does not yet exist, not out of obligation, not out of selfish improvement, but out of a sense of stewardship and responsibility of I've been given this life, I have the opportunity to grow, and I have the faith to believe that growth and maximization of the things that I've been given will result in other people being served. So what's your vision? Where are you going? We said you need to have a clear vision of where you're going. And then we need to have a plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. Now, that it's a mouthful, right? A plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. You can you can tell that I've I've said that phrase quite a few times, right? And and the reason why it's a mouthful is because I just believe every single one of those words is outrageously imperative. Every single one of those words, I've tried to whittle down that sentence, a plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. And I've tried to make it smaller. I've tried to make it more simple. I've tried to make it more compact because then it would be easier to digest. And I just can't do it because because every single one of these words, and we're going to break them down just a little bit, is, is just incredibly essential for your growth as a business, as a leader, and as a person. And so one of the things that I would challenge you with is it will it will benefit you and it will benefit your business if you memorize these two things. For us to be successful, we need to have a clear vision of where we're going, number one, and a plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. If you can memorize that, shoot me a message if you get it, because I'll be so proud of you, but that will help you because it will operate as a lens through which you can look at the project you're working on, through which you can look at the area of your life that feels chaotic, through which you can look at your business, through which you can look at specific individuals that you're trying to invest in. And you can say, do we have these two things? Because in the presence of these two things, we've laid the foundation for us to be able to grow. And in the absence of these two things, chaos will result. So we said number one was the vision. Number two is the plan for consistent execution. So let's break this down. The plan. Recognize this. The destination, the vision, where you want to go, that is not the plan. It's the natural outcome of the plan. So often we get this screwed up, right? And and what we do is essentially the equivalent of me telling someone, oh, I'm going to run a marathon. And they ask me, oh man, that, that's just so awesome. Well, well, what's, what's the plan? How are you going to get there? What, what are you going to do? What's the plan? And I just say, oh, well, I'm going to cross the finish line. Listen, crossing the finish line is not a plan. That is not a plan for running a marathon. And I get so passionate about this because we wonder why goal setting fails. And it's because goal setting is establishing a destination. It's not establishing a plan. But too often, people think of their goal as their plan. Your goal is not your plan. Your vision is not your plan. Your destination is not your plan. It should be, if you've said it correctly, the natural outcome of 
the plan. So when people ask you, oh, you're going to run a marathon, well, what's the plan? You say, well, I'm going to run four times a week, gradually increasing mileage on the weekends until I get up to the 20 to 22 range. I'm going to run this pace. This is what I'm going to focus on with regard to my nutrition. This is where I'm going to do these training runs to prepare for the race. And then on this day, at this time, I'm going to try and run 26.2 miles. That is a plan. The same thing is true for our personal life. The same thing is true for our leadership growth. The same thing is true for our business growth. Bring the same level of intentionality to growing your business, your personal life, and your leadership that you would bring to running a marathon. What are the things that you are going to do every single day that will make you more into the person that you are going to be. Now, I don't want this to sound like some insane, audacious, just ridiculously demanding set of activities because that's the beautiful thing about a properly constructed plan is it relies more on your consistency than on extravagancy. What I see more often than not is that goal setting relies on people's extravagancy. And what I mean by this is it it demands a lot of times that we take part in these extravagant bursts of energy and emotion in order to hit the goal. And there's so many examples of this, but the one that's typically most obvious is so many people say, oh, I'm going to read 12 nonfiction books this year. I'm going to read one book a month, 12 nonfiction books this year. And they set this goal and it's a great goal. I love that goal. I'm so proud of you for reading. But more often than not, they may read one in January and then they stop reading and then they get to December of the year and now they have to read 11 books. So they're literally reading and they're looking for the smallest possible books because they have to reach their 12. They're operating in a mode of extravagancy. I'm going to extravagantly exert all my energy, time, and, and manpower to reading these 11 books in this month because I completely was imbalanced over the course of the year. I want you to focus on consistency more than extravagancy. So we said you got to have a plan for consistently. It's got to be what are the things that you are doing daily, weekly, and monthly? Not goals, I'm talking about habits. And if you haven't read The Power of Habit or Atomic Habits, uh, Atomic Habits is by James Clear. The Power of Habit is by Charles Duhigg. Wonderful books that articulate the power of consistent habits. And that's what we're talking about. And, And habits in an organization or a business, we have a word for those. It's called systems. It's called routines. And so how do you establish systems? How do you operationalize things in your business so that we're not setting some goal that people have zero clue with regard to the plan of how to get there, but rather if we follow these routines, if we measure these actions, if we do these things regularly and repeatedly, the goal or the destination will be the natural outcome of that plan. So a plan for consistently executing. We already said this. It's not about your information. It's about your application. The gap between businesses that succeed and businesses that fail is not that the leaders and the businesses have more information and therefore they are successful. We live in the age of information. It used to be that you could only get this stuff in a college class. Then it was you could get this stuff in a library. Now you can literally hop on your phone and get any of the information that you need. Every single piece of information that you can get in a graduate level business school is online for free. You have all of the information you need. And if you don't, you certainly have access to it. So it's not a lack of information It's a lack of application. We need to consistently execute. 
And what is your plan for measuring execution in your organization? That's why that book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, it's an incredible system. But one of the things that I just love about that system, whether you use the system or not, is that it measures not intent. It doesn't measure hopes. It doesn't measure wishes. It doesn't really even measure goals. It measures execution. What are we actually doing every single day to move the ball forward? Because I would argue that if you're not actually doing something every single day to move towards your desired destination, I'd say it's not actually your desired destination. Because if you say, oh, I want so bad to cross the marathon finish line in under three hours, and you're not taking intentional steps to do tempo runs and to get outside coaching and to make sure that you're running with other people that are faster than you and to do track workouts and to monitor your heart rate and to watch your nutrition. If you're drinking beer every weekday and only running twice a week, I have no problem with that. I love beer, right? In moderation, I think it's a great thing. And I also, I'm, I'm fine with you running two times a week, but I would severely doubt whether or not you actually want to run a sub three hour marathon. The same is true for our business. We say, oh, I want to be this size business. I want to have this many people. And yet the leader isn't willing to sit down and engage in intentional organized meetings on a regular basis. You don't want that size of organization. That thing would be a nightmare for you because that size of organization demands structure and meetings and organization and cadence. Be the type of leader that can earn the organization that you want to lead. Be the type of leader that can earn the type of organization that you actually want to lead. And make sure that those desires that you lob out there for you visionary people and you say, I want this and I want this and I want this. Make sure that that, those desires are reinforced and evidenced by your daily habits today. Because if they're not, I would argue that you might not actually want them. And that's okay. Let's just be honest about it. Execution. A plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most. This is a conversation about priorities. Now, priorities become remarkably clear whenever we establish vision. One of the principles that we teach within Path for Growth is that the specificity of your strategy will never exceed the specificity of your vision. Let's just do a quick illustration on this real quick. The specificity of your strategy will never exceed the specificity of your vision. Pretend that I just put out a podcast thing and I said, hey, everyone in the podcast, we're going to meet at my house in Nashville, Tennessee. Gosh, maybe next Saturday morning, we're all going to meet there and we're going to drive to the Northeast on a bus. Okay, we're going to get on a bus. Well, first of all, you'd have all these social distancing questions, but we'd get all those squared away, right? We'd say, we're going to the Northeast. Well, the Northeast is a pretty broad destination, right? And because it's a pretty broad destination, there's a billion ways that you could go to the quote Northeast, right? And so it's a broad destination. Therefore, that we have a wide variety of strategies. There are literally billions of different ways that we could get to the quote Northeast. Conversely, If I said, hey, next Saturday morning, we're going to meet at 6 a.m., we're going to get on this type of bus, we're going to go from my house in Nashville, Tennessee, to 6th Street in Manchester in New York City. Well, now my destination has become remarkably specific. That's my vision, right? And therefore, there's one or two really clear ways on how I should go about getting there. When you narrow your vision... You clarify your strategy. 
I'm going to say it again. When you narrow your vision, when you focus your vision, you clarify your strategy. Now, how does that apply to what we're talking about now? Well, we said a plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most. A lot of times I tell people, what's the number one thing that matters most for your business right now? And they can't answer that question. And the reason why they can't answer that question is not because they lack priorities in the present. It's because they lack a vision for the future. Because when you establish an aim for where you're going, it's crazy how your mind and the mind of people on your team starts to organize the world around them to focus on the things that matter next. Isn't it crazy how literally you can look across the room, wherever you're sitting right now, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're running, find an object and, and recognize that when you say, okay, I'm going to go towards that object and that's my desired destination. When you say that's my desired destination and that's where you want to get to, and I told you, I want you to get to that object as fast as possible. You know what becomes remarkably clear? The next step. Even if there's obstacles in the way, even if there's, uh, if you're in a car, even if there's traffic, even if there's, I mean, uh, like people that get in the way or issues or problems or adversity, even if it gets tough, if you have a destination that your eyes can see, can literally tangibly see, the next step becomes remarkably clear. These metaphors are powerful because they are literally evidence of what's going on in our organization whenever we lack aim or whenever we have aim. You pick that object for your organization of the team, the business, the leaders you're going to become, it's crazy how clear it makes the next step. So if you need to figure out the things that matter most, make sure you've got that clear vision and then just ask yourself, what's the one thing that if we were to focus on it, it would make other things either easier or unnecessary? That's a question taken straight from the book, The One Thing, that's by Gary Keller and my friend Jay Papasan. It's just a wonderful book, wonderful book on this topic of priorities, and, and it helps us clarify what matters now? What is the number one thing that if you were to act upon it today, it would make other things either easier or unnecessary? A plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. If you're an impact-driven leader, you're not into microwave leadership. <laughs> Recognize that you have opted in for crockpot leadership. Impact is not something for the faint of heart. Impact is not something for the impatient because impact by nature takes time. And if your impact is actually worthwhile, it's going to take time. Now, the question is, is are you going to be focused and centered in that time? Or are you going to be scattered and weak in that time? That's your choice as the leader of your organization and the leader of your life. You've got these 10 years. That's a given, right? Hopefully. Hopefully we were given by God the next 10 years for our personal life, right? I mean, that's, that's a blessing as it is. But, but if we want those 10 years to look up and not just say it was one year of experience done 10 times, but rather it was 10 years of all out life in a focused direction, then we need to commit to consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. This is why vision is so important. 
Because the stronger the vision is, the more committed you will be to that extended period of time because it will take time if it's worth it. If it's not worth it, if you're playing small ball, if you're not operating in the realm of impact, if your goal is simply financial, you don't have to worry about extended period of time. But if impact and life change and influence and leadership and positive momentum in the lives of others and generosity and service and fulfillment, not just success, if those things are priorities for you and the money thing, you just are guaranteeing like, man, if I can get those things, the money thing will figure itself out. Well, recognize that that is a route less traveled. That is a path less taken and that will take time. But what's crazy is the people that I know, and these are the leaders that I've learned these two principles from, that most embody these two principles, what's so neat about them, and this is the final thing that I would tell you before we close out today, is, is they're just as passionate about the process as they are the benefits. So yes, they love the vision of where they're going. And obviously they wouldn't have cast that vision if if they weren't passionate about it and excited about it and and they didn't feel called to it. But, But just as equally as they feel called to that vision, called to that destination, they feel called to the process. They feel called to becoming the type of person that can sustain that grand vision. They feel called to developing the character that it takes to be something tomorrow that they are not today. And that's what I want so bad for all of you, whether you're leading a business of 500 people or whether you're leading yourself. I want you to have a vision that you're deeply passionate about, but not just a vision that you're deeply passionate about. I want you to have a process that it's making you into the type of person that will love and enjoy and relish in experiencing the stepping into of that vision. I want that for you. I hope this was helpful today. I hope it was encouraging. I hope it was challenging. Remember, you need to have a clear vision for where you're going and you need to have a plan for consistently executing on the things that matter most over an extended period of time. Remember, our whole team is rooting for you. We want to see you win. My strength is not for me. Your strength is not for you. Our strength is for service. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.